0: With proven strategies, systems, and processes, we've saved our clients tens of thousands in legal fees and helped define their future. And now we're doing the unthinkable. We're revealing the secrets the lawyers have tried to hide and giving you our formula for five steps to a seamless divorce. We're changing the world one divorce at a time, so stay tuned. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's podcast. I'm Tanya Summerton. I am sitting in the chair today, And bringing this podcast to you a little bit earlier than normal, only because I had a conversation today with a gentleman, and I really want to get this message across. It touched a nerve in me, and I think it's paramount that we all learn from his situation. Now, the truth of the matter is, in a few months, he possibly might come on the podcast and explain his story. But in the meantime, I thought it Imperative that I get some of it across to you guys right now. So, over the week, I talk to a lot of people and discuss their situation, and I truly want to make a difference in people's life. The whole way we go about divorce is so broken, it's ridiculous. Yet, it's like we just haven't learned by the people that have gone before us and all of their mistakes. It's like, I don't know, we continually go over and over again what we know isn't working. We know the system's broken. To an extent that I'm in a Facebook group and one of a, a lovely friend of mine who is a lawyer has just done a TED talk on lawyers actually trying to fix the system rather than continuing to work in a broken system. Because as she explained, the thing with the law, and especially family law, is that what happens, it's all about winning. It's all about who gets what. And if you hire a lawyer who has got a massive ego, they really don't care about you. They just want to win, or they just want to get the outcome that best suits them their interpretation of what you should get. And that's why I make sure and I try and push to all of you guys out there, you must do a divorce roadmap or have your own strategy. It's imperative that you make sure that you have an understanding of what you want from your relationship. Because if you do not have a plan, you become part of someone else's plan. And in this case, It will be the part of the lawyer. Now, getting back to this guy, we were having a chat. He was explaining to me his situation, and it's funny because I've spoken to quite a few men this week, and I actually record stats. I record stats on how old people are, who's decided to leave the marriage, whether it be the man or the woman, the ages of the children, how long they've been together, and a few things like that the reason I keep the stats is because it's imperative for me to look at the data because the data tells the truth and the data tells the stories. And what I've realized recently is that the guys, in a lot of cases, do not see it coming. And why is that? Well, in my interpretation, or what I've witnessed, is it. There's two ways that we as men and women show our love. The guys like physical touch and sex. If they are getting sex in their relationship, they think everything is okay and there's nothing wrong with we women. On the other hand, the women can just make love to their husbands or do sex as an act and remove themselves from the deed. such. For a woman, they want a different sort of connection. They want an emotional connection. They want to feel like they are appreciated, that when they're tired, something is done to help and support them. They so much don't care about the physical, they are more worried about the mental and the emotional connection. Now, this disconnect between men and women is evident in the data that I collect. And when I talk to people, it's evident. Guys just, in a lot of cases, when I say to them, well, tell me when you were last happy. One gentleman this week said, oh, I remember when we went to such and such world. And I, I'm thinking maybe a year ago or two years ago, it was 10 years ago. He's lived in a relationship for 10 years and finally when his wife said she wanted a divorce, he was dumbfounded. Yet he can't remember being happy for 10 years. Men seem to be prepared to live in an unhappy relationship because it becomes their normal where all of a sudden the women get sick of it or they want more, whatever the case is, and then they leave and the guys are shocked. So getting back to this guy I've been talking to today and by the way a top fella like if you look at him from a masculine perspective he runs a very lucrative business and built a fantastic business. He's walked um, the Kokoda Trail. He knows a lot of football players and he's had a lot to do with sports. He plays golf and he does yoga. He looks after himself. He's You know he's into his fitness, and he's people, well, men especially that do yoga are right into the chi and what's going on around them. This guy, if you look from the outside in, he's got it all going for him. He's got some beautiful kids, and everything's pretty good, except for the fact that his wife wanted a divorce, and he did not see it coming. This guy has also been. I can't remember whether he's CEO or quite high up in a mental health organization after the death of a mate. And he said this friend passed away and he knew at that stage when he committed suicide that he had to do more and help more. So he's donated his time to help other people with mental health issues and especially people that are suicidal. And today in our conversation, he said to me, I never thought I would get to that place, yet here I am. He said, when you look from the outside in, I've ticked everything off my bucket list. I've travelled the world. You know, I've got some, some really beautiful boys. I've built a business. I've had a really good house. I've had an amazing life. And yet here I am feeling suicidal because of what I'm going through in my divorce. He's already gone and he's been dealing with a lawyer and his story goes something along the lines of his lawyer that he first employed said to him, you may as well be prepared to just lose it all. And he said to his lawyer, hang on a minute, you're working for me. That's just not good enough. And it's gone on and on and on. And it turns out that he's got some friends that are also lawyers. And those friends gave him this advice. And they said to him, That the legal fraternity, especially when it comes to family law, is broken and pretty much it's a goldmine for the lawyers because the clients are so emotional, they, they can't even deal with putting food on the table, let alone making a decision on what's best for their future. And that's why it's critical for me to run the business that I do, that we are supporting our clients every minute of the day we make sure they've got someone to rely on, someone to second guess their decisions and make sure that they are the best options for them. Because when you're in that disarray and you're in that heartache, it's very hard to see, as I said to him, the wood from the trees. He has decided that he sacked his first lawyer and he's gone to his second lawyer. He knows that it's not worth the fight. And he knows that the only people that are benefiting from this at this particular stage are the lawyers. For months and months, letters have gone back and forth and got no outcome. And I say to my clients, let's see if we can get 80% of the way before we even go to the lawyer. Let's see if we can negotiate most of it. You know, If you know the 80-20 rule, let's see if we can um, um, negotiate most of it before we even go to the lawyer. Because if we can do that, it's going to cut your legal bills and the two of you are going to have more say and control over the outcome of your assets. But it's even more than just your assets. In this guy's case, his mental health is rock bottom and he had nowhere to go. actually just put his hand out and asked for for me to contact him, so I did. He's made are all telling him, you know, you're doing this wrong, Um, you need to do something about this and all, and it's easy for someone to tell you what to do, but when you're in it, you can't get out of it. So I asked him, even though I can't help him right now because he's nearly finished with the legal side of it, I said to him, when you are feeling better, would you please come on my podcast and share your story? He's lost his family home, he... Business is suffering all because of what he's going through, and I don't want to see that for anyone. It's just, it's a, it's a chaos that is just so. Oh, I don't know. It, it's just so heartbreaking to even listen to him talk, and I don't want it for anyone. And there's so many ways we can manage it at the start that you don't need to get to that situation. So it will be great when he is feeling better, and hopefully that is soon. And I will touch base with him and make sure he's okay. Now he's not a paying client. I'm not gonna get anything out of it from him, but I have a duty of care to make sure he's okay. And I have a duty of care to make sure that he's heading in the right direction. Because money is means nothing. He's his mental health and The future that he can provide for other people because the gift he's getting out of this is he's working or he he feels like he's living a falsehood that he was previously helping people with mental health and here he is talking about suicide. The gift he's going to get out of what he's going through right now is that when he talks to people later on, he's going to understand how they feel. He's going to have a better understanding and, and that is priceless if he can then use what he's learned to help someone else. Please, don't be in this position. Try and make sure that you do everything right. When you go to the lawyers, I babble on about this every week, go and have a plan. Do not allow them to lead you where they want to lead you. Have a plan. Know what you want and instruct them. You are paying the lawyers. They are working for you. Do not go to a lawyer and sit there and think that you are interviewing them. You're not interviewing them to find out information. You are interviewing them to see if they are good enough to protect your future. And there's a big difference. All right, that's it for this week. I hope someone out there has listened to this and has Got something and taken it away because I don't want to see anyone else in this position. All right, bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Divorce Angel podcast. Go behind the scenes of my business to learn the secrets no one else will share. Deep dive into the Divorce Angel process and listen to our most popular episodes over at TanyaSummerton.com. If you love this episode of the podcast, do me a favour and head over to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review so we can reach more people and change more lives. That's all for now and I'll catch up with you next week.